0: Today, we are concluding a three-week series. The series is entitled, Fighting Fear. You can go ahead and grab your smartphones, tablets, whatever you need to follow. Everything will be projected on the screen behind me if you don't have one of them or if you'd just rather watch the screen. So we are in week three of this three-week series. This is it. This is the final part of this series. AND uh, AS I'VE SAID IN THE BEGINNING OF EACH OF THESE WEEKS, I SAY AGAIN TODAY, I BELIEVE THAT WHATEVER MAKES UP THE CHARACTER AND THE PERSONALITY AND THE PERSON OF WHO GOD IS, WHEN YOU BECOME BORN AGAIN, WHEN YOU GIVE YOUR LIFE TO JESUS, AS A CHILD OF GOD, YOU TAKE ON THAT SAME CHARACTER. MAYBE NOT EVERY BIT OF IT, MAYBE NOT LIVING IN IT WITH THE uh, EXCELLENCE THAT GOD HIMSELF DOES, BUT GOD PUTS HIMSELF INSIDE OF US THAT WE WOULD BE ABLE TO FOLLOW AFTER HIM. IN THE BOOK OF EXODUS, CHAPTER 15, VERSES 2 AND 3, it, uh, IT SAYS THESE WORDS, THE LORD IS MY STRENGTH AND MY DEFENSE. HE HAS BECOME MY SALVATION. HE IS MY GOD. AND I WILL PRAISE HIM, MY FATHER'S GOD, AND I WILL EXALT HIM. THE LORD IS A WARRIOR. THE LORD IS, is HIS NAME. I BELIEVE RESIDENT IN YOU AND I, AS A MAN OF GOD AND AS A WOMAN OF GOD, IS THAT SAME WARRIOR SPIRIT THAT GOD HIMSELF possesses, which means hardwired within the heart and in the soul of every every man and every woman is a deep desire, a deep desire to do, uh, uh, to stand up for what is right and true, to stand up for what is pure and just, that you and I would, would fight for what is right and that we would fight fear at every level and that we would fight to win. So when we're talking about this thing of fight, this is not just a passive little thing that we're trying to do. We need to have a right, proper mindset in order to do what it is that God has called us to do. And I believe that God has a vision for for your life. I've said that hundreds and hundreds of times over the years. God has a vision for your life. Every one of you. God has a specific plan and vision just for you. Something that wouldn't work for me. Something that wouldn't work for him or her. It is just for you. And, and, uh, and I believe that what this is not about is not about only the 60, 70, 80, 90 years that we would live on planet earth. But I believe that it's for something more. God's vision is bigger. God's vision is greater than just this life that we're living right now. I believe what God has is something for all of us THAT WILL GO THROUGHOUT ALL OF ETERNITY. THE WORD OF GOD SPEAKS TO THAT. I'M NOT GOING TO GET INTO IT DEEPLY WITH SCRIPTURE, BUT THE BIBLE TELLS US THAT THAT'S WHAT GOD HAS IN STORE FOR US. AND NO, NO, IT'S NOT YOU AND I ARE GOING TO BE SITTING ON A CLOUD PLAYING A HARP WITH A LITTLE DIAPER ON. THAT'S NOT THE PLAN OF GOD AT ALL FOR YOU AND I. IN FACT, THE BIBLE TELLS US, NOT IN YOUR NOTES RIGHT NOW, BUT IT SAYS IN 1 CORINTHIANS 2-9, EYE HAS NOT SEEN, EAR HAS NOT HEARD, NO MIND HAS IMAGINED. WHAT HE HAS PREPARED FOR THOSE WHO LOVE HIM. WE CAN'T EVEN BEGIN TO FATHOM ALL OF WHAT, ON THE OTHER SIDE OF THIS LIFE, WHAT GOD HAS IN STORE FOR US. REVELATION CHAPTER 20 SAYS THESE WORDS THAT WE WILL REIGN WITH CHRIST. WE WILL REIGN WITH CHRIST FOREVER IN HEAVEN. LISTEN, THERE ARE MANY, MANY PROMISES WITHIN THE WORD OF GOD uh, FOR THIS LIFE AS WELL AS FOR THE NEXT IN BOTH THE OLD TESTAMENT AND THE NEW TESTAMENT THROUGHOUT THE BIBLE. And I want to let you know that God is not only a promise maker, but the God of heaven is a promise keeper. Whatever he promises us, he will fulfill. And although the promises that we find within the word of God, all the promises that we see, those promises were written for a specific people and for a specific time in human history. But it tells us in Romans chapter 15, we've read this multiple times, uh, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 15 that for whatever things were written before were written for our learning. Did you hear that? Whatever was written for before is for us right now, for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. That you and I might have hope. So what this scripture is declaring to us is that we can believe and we can receive all of these promises throughout all of God's word. We can receive these promises the same for us as it was for them back then. Same for us in 2018. We can live in that. SO LET ME GO TO ONE OF MY FAVORITE PROMISES AS I CLOSE OFF THIS SERIES THIS WEEK. AND I'VE TALKED ABOUT THIS EACH AND EVERY WEEK, I BELIEVE, ANYHOW. BUT LET ME GO TO my, ONE OF MY FAVORITE VERSES THAT I BELIEVE IS FILLED WITH GREAT PROMISE BECAUSE I BELIEVE IT WILL BE THE KEY TO UNSTOPPABLE LIFE. BY THE WAY, THAT'S THE MESSAGE title TODAY IS UNSTOPPABLE LIFE. I BELIEVE THAT THIS VERSE LEADS US TO UNSTOPPABLE LIFE. One, uh, uh, ISAIAH 41, ISAIAH 41, VERSE 10. I LOVE THIS. FEAR NOT. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Let me read it again. Listen to these words. This is God speaking. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What a promise! What a promise that is. And listen to me, the first thing we need to do with all of this is that we've got to memorize this. You and I have to memorize this. This is one of the first verses in my walk with God that I memorized. I've known this verse for years. Sometimes it still comes and goes, but for the most part, I remember it. And uh, it's something that we should do. It's important to memorize the scripture. At least one person give me an amen. amen. We need to know the word of God. But first, what is interesting about this promise That in this book of Isaiah, Isaiah 41, 10, the preceding verses before Isaiah 41, 10, the preceding verses in this book, God is actually using this prophet Isaiah and he's pointing out the failures. He's pointing out the, the faults and the sins of Israel, these preceding verses before this one particular verse. That means this rather provo- profound promise is not being given to Israel because they have been stellar in their relationship with God. It's not that at all, where they would deserve to get a promise like this coming from God. God is not saying, God is not saying to the, to the uh, greatest, most wonderful spiritual people, this is what I will do for you because you are so incredible. Fear not, for I am with you. No, that's not what was happening here. This is not how this was being laid out. It's being given to a group of people who were on again and off again. It's given to a group of people who were in and who were out, who were up and who were down a lot in their walk with God. And that's the way Israel has been throughout most of history and even still is today in many ways. TO EVEN GO DEEPER WITH ALL OF THIS, ISAIAH 41. I WANT YOU TO GO WITH ME TO VERSE 9. YOU'LL FIND THAT IN YOUR your NOTES. ISAIAH 41, VERSE 9. This, THIS IS INCREDIBLE TO ME. THIS IS JUST UNBELIEVABLE. ISAIAH 41, 9, AND IT SAYS, YOU WHOM I HAVE TAKEN FROM THE ENDS OF THE EARTH AND CALLED FROM ITS FARTHEST REGIONS AND SAID TO YOU, YOU ARE MY SERVANT. LISTEN, LISTEN. I HAVE CHOSEN YOU. I HAVE CHOSEN YOU. And have not cast you away. I have chosen you. God is saying, by the way, I have chosen you. And of course, at the end of verse 9, what God at the end with verse 9, God is saying to everybody, I have chosen you. And I have a reason that I've chosen you. You are here for a reason. You didn't just choose me, is what God is saying. You didn't just choose. CHOOSE ME. NOW, THIS IS NOT ONLY IMPORTANT TO ME, THIS SCRIPTURE, BUT IT'S INCREDIBLE. FOR ME, FOR RANDY, MAYBE NOT FOR YOU, BUT FOR ME, IT'S LIFE-CHANGING. IT'S AWESOME. WHEN YOU CAN SEE WITH WHAT GOD IS SAYING HERE, WHEN YOU CAN SEE HOW MUCH GOD REALLY LOVES YOU, SHOULD YOU BE HERE TODAY AND YOU BELIEVE THAT JESUS IS THE SON OF GOD, THAT YOU BELIEVE HE'S THE LORD AND SAVIOR OF YOUR LIFE, YOU'VE COMMITTED YOUR LIFE TO HIM, YOU WANT HIM TO BE THE LEADER AND THE RULER OF YOUR LIFE. Listen to me, that didn't happen simply because one day, seven months ago, 13 years ago, it didn't happen because one day you decided to make a decision to follow Jesus and to allow Him to become the Lord and leader of your life. It's not just simply that. Now, don't get me wrong. I am grateful that you've decided to follow Jesus, but, but, it wasn't just your decision, it wasn't just my decision. You see, long, long, long before we chose Jesus, the Bible tells us before the foundations of the world, God chose you. Did you hear what I said? Before the foundations of the world, before he spoke light and darkness and all that we see in this, way before all of that, the Bible tells us before the foundations of the world, God chose us. Prove it to me. Okay, I will. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Listen to 4. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. Huh. That's what the Bible says. Verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before before him in love. We find that uh, Paul says here, he says... That, uh, that before the foundations of the world, he knew us. He called on us. It gets deeper. We get a little bit more intimate as we go along. Peter confirms all of that. Peter says in 1 Peter 2 verses 9 and 10, he says these words. But you are a chosen generation. Did you hear that? You are a chosen, Randy is a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Listen, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God and have obtained mercy, but not, have not obtained mercy, but now have uh, obtained mercy. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Come on, I want to do that. Thank you, God. I'm thinking so much, what am I going to do with my phone, my microphone? I messed up the last part of that verse. Sorry about that. Peter agrees with us. Peter says we are chosen by God himself. Peter says that we are God's very own special people. Peter says we are not just like everyone else out there. And everyone else out there, you need to know God loves them desperately and wants to reach them who are out there. But we are the children of God. We're not just anybody. We are the children of God. You are a son or a daughter of the living God. Come on, give me an amen. Amen. I love what the prophet says, and he goes even deeper. Listen to this. Isaiah 43, 1. This is still the same prophet speaking, and he says these words. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Listen, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Listen. And I have called you by your name. And you are mine. The God of heaven who called us before the very foundations of the world. Isaiah the prophet tells us that he was calling us by name. He was saying Randy Stephen Chiz, who lives on 76 West Genesee Street, Bonesville, New York, 13027. How many knows God could know the zip code of where you live? But anyhow, he knows us by name. This isn't just a general, yeah, all of you good people, I'm, the, I, I'm redeeming you. No, it's by name. He knows us by name. I have called you by name, and he says, and you are mine. We are chosen by God to be called the children of God before the foundations of the world. To me, it is mind-boggling. It is humbling. It is at, at, at the same time to think that long, long, long before uh, we chose to follow Jesus, God had already chosen us. He had already chosen you and me, that God had you in mind and God was calling you and I into a purpose and a plan to follow after him, to follow after him. There may be some who are here today who are not too sure about the Bible, who are not too sure about church, or who are not too sure about Christianity. And let me just say this to you first and foremost, we are thrilled that you're here. If that should be you, If you should be here and are just not sure, we love you being here with us. We're grateful that you have decided to come and check out the church anyhow. We're thrilled and we're humbled by that. But the truth is also Word of Life, Word of Life Church, our greatest desire for you who are not sure about God, our greatest desire for you is that you would know God, that you would know God and not know God here, but know God here that you would know Him in your heart, you would understand Him. The second thing that we, Word of Life Church, would want, we would want you to find freedom. Should you be here today, even as, as uh, the, the testimony was today with Claire about her addictions, should you be here today and you're dealing with addictions, however that may look, whatever that may be, we want you to be able to find freedom in all of that. Freedom from addictions, feeling trapped and hopeless, having the thoughts day in and day out, is this the way my life will always be, will it always look like this. The third thing we want for you being here at Word of Life is that we want you to discover purpose. Listen, my friend, you are not an accident. You are not here by accident. You are here on purpose, for purpose. It's God's plan for you. And lastly, one thing that we want from you, we want you to make a difference. We want you to be able to make a difference as a result of knowing God, knowing God here, and all of these things that I've just mentioned. One of the most fulfilling things in life is when you can lay your head on a pillow at night and you realize you've made a difference in the life of some other person in some way or another. It is just one of the greatest things that you can, most fulfilling things that you can have. So if this incredible promise, Isaiah 41.10 that we're talking about, if this was given to Moses, if this was given to to Joshua or David or Isaiah or, or Elijah, I'm trusting that you would think like I would think. And that is, is that we would probably think I'm out, no can't do it. No hope for me. You see, I'm not a part of that class like Moses and Joshua and David and all those others. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not of that caliber because those guys, those guys, you know, they're the superheroes. I'm not a superhero. But as I've said earlier to you, but the prophet is delivering this message of hope and expectancy to the rank and file, to the rank and file of God's people. In other words, all in, we're all a part of this. We all receive, are able to receive this particular promise. Isaiah 41.10 is for all of us. It's not for the perfect Christian. It's for all of us. It's for all of us. And just so you know, God does not keep score of our wins and losses, our victories and our defeat. It's deeper than that with God. You see, there is a love component with his promises. A love component with his promises. Let me prove it to you. Jeremiah 33, uh, 31.3. 33, 3. And Jeremiah says, the Lord appeared of old to me, saying, listen, listen, listen. Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Listen, my friend, whether it was, like I said a little bit ago, whether it was 13 months ago or 13 years ago, when you gave your life to Jesus, it was a big deal. But again, it was God who was loving you who does love you and in that love was drawing you to himself drawing you there's a love component where god is drawing you and i to himself god who is our heavenly father loves us desperately god our heavenly father is led by his great love and his love his great love and mercy and grace for every single one of us whatever good things we have received whatever amazing promises of god that we hope for it comes to us from our gracious loving heavenly father who has a vision for your life, who has a plan for your life and has a purpose for your being here. You see, you are planted right here in this moment of history because it's, it, it, it was at this time that God could use you the best to make a difference and to live with unstoppable life. But, but, one of the things that we all have to do is that we have to overcome fear. We have to overcome fear. He says in Isaiah 41:10, he begins, "Fear not." Fear not 365 times in the Bible. It is the number one command of the word and that is do not fear. Fear not. You and I need to overcome fear. And the reason is is because fear robs us of God's purpose and plan for our lives. So because the devil of hell wants, to, to, uh, wants us to miss out on all that God has for us, expect battles. Expect battles. The, I've taken the first ten minutes of the message talking about the great things that God, uh, how he loves us and called us, even before the foundation of the world. And now we're sort of shifting gears here. And that is, is that we need to expect battles. You see, to be a follower of Jesus, to be fully committed to God, it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not for for the weak in heart. The reality is for us as believers, all that God wants us to be with unstoppable life, you have to be fearless. You have to be strong. You have to be bold. Even as a warrior, that's who we are to be. There is a great work that needs to be done, and my hope, And my dreams are that this great work is going to impact scores and scores and scores of people by what we bring, what we bring to the local church and what you and I bring as an individual to our broken world. As you serve, as you tell your story, as you tell your story, you're bringing a message of life change. As you and I tell our stories, it's a message of God's unconditional love and of God's amazing forgiveness of all of our sin. And that message has the potential to change the hearts and the lives of scores of people. The church really is the hope of the world. And it will, make, and it will be met with challenges by the enemy. The Bible is clear on that. The number one command in the Bible is that do not fear. Do not fear. Do not live in fear. So let's break this verse down real quick here. Really quick, let's break it down together. Isaiah 41.10, those few words in the beginning of this promise says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be, fear not, for I am with you. Now this is a prophetic word, of course. And the prophet is saying to them then and saying to all of us now, because we see in the word of God where the promise was for them, it is also applicable for us. Um, the prophet is saying to that, that them, and that is, do not fear. Um, listen, a lot of incredible things right now are happening at Word of Life. There's a lot of things, a lot of you know, some of the good things that are taking place, but I'm telling you, it's incredible. I'm excited about it. In fact, really, I I believe that Word of Life is at a place, um, a great, great place, better than we've ever been before. We have rightly connected with the Church of the Highlands uh, out of Birmingham, Alabama. They're helping us with some things, in particular with our membership class, just a few other things as well, but we are moving forward. It is a great, this is some of the most exciting times out of my 26 years of being here. I'm telling you, we are anticipating good things. And as much as I really do applaud, uh, appreciate the applaud that you had, the fact of the matter is, uh, it gets a little bit negative from here on out, but um, because of all that, because of what God is doing at Word of Life, because of what he's doing in our hearts and in our lives, and some of the changes that are taking place as we, we speak, I am confident that all of us are going to deal with attacks of fear, attacks of fear and apprehension. Maybe it will happen to you personally, or physically, or financially, or relationally, or maybe even spiritually. All because of, 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 uh, of all of that, um, uh, we, are, we are going to be dealing with things that the enemy is going to try to do his best to get us off track. I believe that some of us are going to be tempted to be anxious. Some of us are going to be timid rather than moving forward and being bold. There's going to be some of us who are going to be hesitant and afraid and fearful. As God said throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, he says, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Why would he say that? Why, did, why is it the number one command? Because fear is a phenomenally strong, unbelievably strong force to reckon with. Most believers, because of fear, in any area of their life, when fear comes along, when fear comes along in their life, <coughs> they are held back. They seem to be neutralized. They seem to withdraw. And even some of them who are dealing with fear will not be able to complete what it is that God has in store for their lives. Because fear is so powerful. God declares with, with uh, no holding back at all. He says in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy um, one seventeen. Come on, where are you? 2 Timothy 1:17, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. Let me say it again. He says, he declares with no holding back, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. God is declaring to you and to me the second, the instant that you as a believer are dealing with fear. You have fear in you. God is saying in this particular verse, it is not God Himself who is putting that fear in you. I had a vision as I was writing those words down. All of a sudden I could see something, and let me tell you what I saw. I saw that I saw Jesus Himself as I'm saying these words, do not fear. I could see Jesus walking through in and out each of every aisle here, walking along the, the people who are sitting here. And for those who are dealing with fear, those who are battling fear. That Jesus would stop right before you and he would look at you. Not every one of us are dealing with fear right now. Maybe there's a handful. Maybe there's a hundred of us. I don't know. But, But the fact of the matter is Jesus would stop and look at you eye to eye. And as he does that, he looks at you with authority and hope and confidence. And he says these words to you. Fear not. For I am with you. I am with you. Whether that's dealing with yourself, your kids, your spouse, your family, your marriage, your job, your health, and even death itself. Fear not. I am with you is what Jesus is saying. I am with you. No matter what you see, no matter what you hear, do not be afraid. Because Jesus is Emmanuel, and that means God with us. I'm going to share quickly a story that I've shared here a few times over, but the Lord spoke to me last night and told me to do this, so I'm going to follow the Lord's lead. Fear not, for I'm with you. Back in 1988-89, when I was at West Point, I had found favor with uh, the local high school in the community, and and uh, I was asked one of the I was given five positions to volunteer and serve, and one of them was I was a weight strength coach uh, of the school, and uh, and I was privileged to be a part of that. Well. On this one particular day, after we had been doing this, a young man by the name of Seth, who is deaf, 100% deaf, Seth uh, Mellon is his name, needed a ride home. And just so happened that I had a Corvette back at that time. And, of course, to get the ride in a Corvette is a little bit of an extra bonus with all of that. So I did. I I knew him in the gym, but I didn't really know him. And he lived almost across the street from me, a little bit down the, down the street. But anyhow, um, <clears throat> I pulled into the yard, and his mother came out. And as she came out, I immediately introduced myself to her and I said, my name is Randy Chiz and I'm the pastor of the Highland Falls Assembly of God Church and, and uh, I'm also the weight strength coach for the school and I just wanted to inter- introduce myself to you. Well, this lady all of a sudden just unloaded on me. I mean, she is nasty. She's just a little thing, but I was scared to death. I mean, she was, she was going up one side of me and down the other. She was nasty. She was just so mad. I LEFT THERE, NUMBER ONE, WITH A TAIL BETWEEN MY LEGS, A TAIL BETWEEN MY LEGS, AND SECONDLY, WHAT THE HECK DID I DO? WHAT'S WRONG WITH THIS WOMAN? AND uh, WELL, I FOUND OUT, I FOUND OUT SHORTLY THEREAFTER THAT Kathy HAD LUNG CANCER, AND SHE WAS AT STAGE FOUR. SHE WAS MARRIED AND HAS THREE SONS, OF WHICH SETH IS THE YOUNGEST OF THE THREE, AND SHE LOVED HER HUSBAND AND HER FAMILY DESPERATELY, AND SHE WAS RAISED A ROMAN CATHOLIC, A VERY FAITHFUL ROMAN CATHOLIC. AND WHAT SHE HAD FELT WAS GOD HAD ABANDONED HER WITH THE STAGE 4 LUNG CANCER THAT SHE WAS DEALING WITH. AND SHE WAS DYING. SHE WAS DYING. HER HUSBAND, Dennis APOLOGIZED TO ME, EVIDENTLY. SHE HAD TOLD HIM WHAT HAD HAPPENED, AND HE GOT IN TOUCH WITH ME AND APOLOGIZED for AND TOLD ME WHAT WAS GOING ON. WELL, GOD PUT HER ON MY HEART FROM THAT DAY FORWARD, AND I BEGAN TO PRAY FOR FOR KATHY MELLON. I PRAYED FOR HER EVERY DAY, MULTIPLE TIMES A DAY. AND WOULDN'T YOU KNOW IT, ABOUT TWO MONTHS IN, TWO MONTHS IN AFTER MEETING THIS WOMAN FOR THE FIRST TIME. Um, had no contact with her whatsoever, um, on this one particular morning, God spoke to me and God told me to go to Sloan Catering Hospital and to find her and to speak to her. And I was scared to death. I was scared on many levels. I was afraid of that little 120-pound body, uh, attacking me in some way or another, but I, I just didn't know where this was going to go, but I knew God spoke to me. Never been to Sloan Catering before at this particular time and had no clue if I'd even find her in the hospital there, and I did. Got there. I found her private room, uh, her room, and I was able to make my way to Kathy. And uh, very sheepishly, scared to death, I knocked on the door about this loud. (laughs) Hoping she wouldn't hear it. (laughs) And all of a sudden I heard her say, Come on in. And I opened the door. And as I opened the door, If she weighed 80 pounds, she had tubes sticking out all over her, completely bald. And I said, It's Randy Chiz. And she ended up looking toward me. She was frail, sat up in bed and went like this to me and raised her hands and says, Come here, come here. And I sat down next to her on the bed and I'm holding her. This is my second time meeting this woman. The first time she punched me in the nose and I'm scared to death, but now, I get to hold her. I'm holding this beautiful, precious woman, and she's crying, and I'm crying. I'm, we're just wailing together. I told her I love her. I, I, I mean, it was just—it was just such a God moment. It was such a powerful, powerful moment. And as I sat there on the bed with her, I and was holding her and talking to her. I heard the Lord tell me that He wanted me to read this to her. I, uh, which is in. Um, Psalm 42, it's one of my favorite psalms, uh, just five verses. As the deer, this is what, I I looked at her and I'm reading this like this. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, oh God. And she, she just is crying almost hysterically as she hears these words because this is her. This is her. So my soul pants for you, oh God. My soul thirsts for God, the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night while they continually say to me, where is your God? Where is your God? She had said that a hundred thousand times, I'm assuming. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me for I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that uh, that kept the pilgrim's feast. So as I'm with her reading this, this is just relating to her and I, and I led her to Jesus. She wanted to receive Christ as her Savior to be forgiven of her sin and to be ready for heaven. Ended up talking to her a bit about Isaiah 41. Fear not. God is with you. Kathleen, he's with you. He's going to be with you. He's not going to leave you alone. Even when you pass through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I am with you. You don't go through that alone. You go through it with God. Well, anyhow, fast forward really quick about Two weeks after all of that, Kathy did die. She ended up passing. I was with her. I went to the hospital many times. I was able to be with her on the day that she died. And uh, her husband got in touch with me. And he said something like this. He says, "Um, I want to let you know, Pastor, that my wife went through amazing changes in her life after meeting you. And, of course, don't think for a moment I'm thinking it's about me. It's not. It is God who is in me. Amen. And so, anyhow, she ended up. She ended up having tremendous life changes, what she said, her friends and family. It it so happened that I went to the funeral home and I walked in there, place was packed, she was a very well well known family in, in Highland Falls, New York and I went into the funeral home, it is packed, there's not room for another person. As I got in there, all of a sudden, her husband Dennis sees me, and he goes, Hey, everybody, that's Pastor Randy. He's the one that met with my wife. He's the one that helped her along. And all of a sudden, her family and friends come around me and hug me and are crying and just say, You don't understand. You just don't know what happened to Kathleen. Her whole life has been changed. She is a completely different person. They said this, Her heart was changed before my very eyes. And one thing we believe here at Word of Life and as a believer and a follower, only God can change the heart of an individual. Only God can do that. So he ended up asking me to share the whole story of Kathleen and I ended up doing that. I got to share her uh, her whole story with a group of people and wonderful, wonderful things happened as a result of that. I need to move a little bit closer to the end of this message today as a result of where we're going. You see, fear tells us you're alone. You're alone in this, but God tells us I'm with you. Fear tells us that you're vulnerable, but God tells us I am with you. Fear tells us you're at risk, but God says I am with you, I am with you. Those words that you're alone, that you're vulnerable, that you're at risk, those are all lies. Those are lies. Would somebody give me an amen? Amen. Those are lies. The enemy's scheme with his lies is to neutralize you and I, to render you and I ineffective or harmless. The enemy does not want you to fight the fight of faith to believe God. Do you know why? Because when you fight with faith, he is defeated every single time. And he will do whatever he can to keep you from moving forward in all of that. We have to understand, as I said this multiple times, if I could have the worship team make your way out, please. We, uh, as I said this last week, multiple times understand that the path to our greatest potential is often straight through our greatest fear. Let me say it again. The path to our greatest potential is often straight through our fear. In other words, where God wants to take you, you will experience fear, but you don't have to live there. You don't have to be a part of the fear. You can be an overcomer of fear, and that can happen through faith. The enemy does not want you to fight the fight of faith, to believe God, because he will be defeated every time. Because when you are living by faith, you can see it. You can feel it. You know that God's in the middle of this, whatever that this is for your life. And that this for you is that you would live uh, with an unstoppable life. That you would continue to have impact in the hearts and in the lives of those that you know, that you work with, your family, your friends, people in the community, at the shopping mall, at the gym, wherever you find yourself. I'm not saying being weird. I'm not. But God will use you in some way. I dropped her son off from, from weightlifting. That's all I did. And it connected us. It was what God had in plan. I couldn't see it then. I was a scaredy cat. But God had a plan. And consequently, I was able to be a part of that in some way. God did great things. The same is in store for you. It's God's plan for you to have unstoppable life. I'm sorry we're not able to finish the last two uh, parts of that uh, that particular verse in Isaiah 41. But if I could have our intercessors, please make your way down front. We're going to close off the service. Listen, church. I WANT YOU TO EXPERIENCE THE FULLNESS OF GOD, AND I DON'T WANT YOU TO LIVE IN FEAR. YOU AND I HAVE NO REASON TO FEAR, AND I KNOW SOME OF US ARE DEALING WITH IT on A CONTINUAL BASIS. YOU CAN OVERCOME IT. GOD CAN DELIVER YOU OF YOUR FEAR. HE CAN SET YOU FREE, BUT YOU'VE GOT TO HAVE FAITH IN HIM. YOU'VE GOT TO MOVE TOWARD GOD. SHOULD YOU BE HERE TODAY AND YOU'VE NOT YET GIVEN YOUR LIFE TO JESUS, MY FRIEND, YOU CAN DO THAT RIGHT NOW. YOU DON'T HAVE TO SEE ME. YOU DON'T HAVE TO TALK TO ANY OF US. NONE OF US CAN REALLY HELP YOU WITH THAT, EXCEPT TO SAY, When you look to God and you would say something like this, Jesus, I believe. I don't know what else to tell you. I I believe. Would you come into my life? Would you help me? Would you help me through what it is I'm going through? And my friend, that slams open the door for God to come and begin to move in your life in a way that only you can do that. You see, you have your own will, and you can say yes to God or no to God. And If you say yes to God, He comes. If you would decide to make that decision today to receive Christ, I just encourage you right where you're at, just ask God, come into my life. These people have been praying for the last hour that we've been in service since service began, and they've been praying for you. They've been praying for this moment right here. We believe things happen when people pray. We see that within the Word of God. If you have any need whatsoever, whatever the need may be, we want you to come when we start this final song. Should you uh, not be a member here or regular attender, you're still welcome to be prayed for. We would count it an honor to do that. And as we do that, we are going to ask you to worship the Lord with us as our worship team does our final worship song and we'll release you. You'll be out of here in about three minutes. Would you stand with me to your feet?